Welcome to Caffeinated Living, a podcast all about Jesus, ministry, and the things that keep us going. My name is Kyle. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode number four. Woo! Episode quattro. Episode four, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in it now. My wife didn't think we'd make it this far. So <laughs> that is an accomplishment in itself. Take that, honey. Love you. <laughs> um, today's next, ep- next episode is on marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah. Today's episode is going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good talk. Uh, we're excited for that. Uh, before we get into that, okay, I want to get your thoughts on something. And this isn't going to be a full-blown Rob's rants, but I want to get your opinion on something, Rob, uh, because I have found myself being the one in our family that is constantly going to the grocery store to get things. Um, we do a lot of gro- probably once a week. I usually go to get groceries, and it's usually on my day off. One thing that I am personally getting used to, forget the mask thing for a second, is the directional arrows. All right, have you seen these? Or have you not even paid attention to them? So in grocery stores or in Walmart, Target, every aisle has a directional arrow. Go this way, don't go that way. What do you think of those? Uh, Yeah, we've seen them. Uh, What's your opinion on them? If it works for one person, that's good. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know that I walk into store deliberately going to disobey them. I mean I don't I don't look yeah. at it that way, but the first week that I saw them, okay, I'm not gonna name the grocery store, uh, but the first week Emily and I we went into this grocery store and we were going the wrong direction. We had no idea which way we didn't even know that it was a thing. Like we saw tape on the floor, but I thought it was to flow traffic. Maybe they had a long line to open the store. Well, the the store manager or somebody comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder, which now that I think about it's like, that is not the thing to do. Taps me on the shoulder and says, excuse me, sir, I'm not gonna throw you out or anything, but you're going the wrong way. And I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. But I started thinking about wow. that. Like, yeah, yeah. And it started to irk me. And Emily was like, let's just go because you're just going to think about it the whole time. Uh, but yeah, directional arrows, maybe not my best friend, especially like if there's something at the very end of the aisle and I know that it's going in the opposite direction. I'm like, but it's just that thing right there. So I maybe break the rules and go get that box of cereal. That's at the very end of the aisle. That's right there in front of me. I mean... I guess we don't pay so much attention to the arrows. Mm-hmm. If there, if we're going down the main aisle and we see something inside the aisle that we need, yeah. but if there's somebody else in there, we'll kind of go down a couple more right. to get what else we need to come back. Just because we don't want to like freak everybody else out. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, like we just try to be respectful of other people's personal space you're a good citizen I don't, in society but the, mean, the arrows kind of lead me into our discussion today because i feel like sometimes we get in so much of a hurry that we have we, we almost put blinders on like when we 
like as males, when we go into a store, we usually know what we're going to get. At least I do. Like yeah, I'll go into I, a store. I know that I want sausage. I go right to the sausage. Now I might get five other things on the way back to the register, but I, my mind works. Go get sausage. No, man. I, I got to stop and smell the flowers. Do you really? Yeah. You stop and smell the flowers in Walmart. If you go to Walmart. Okay. But any, just for example, <laughs> you really stop and smell the flowers. Oh yeah, I, I am not. I am not that guy that I go into a store just to if it if, I, just, if, if I need sausage we go and get it and yeah that that's not me. Okay, all right. That that's my wife would probably like for that to be me. Yeah, I would spend less money that way. <laughs> See, I compartmentalize things and I just yeah, but sometimes no, yeah we're zigzagging we're zigzagging a little bit all over the place. But I feel like sometimes we get so much in a hurry that we might not pay attention to signs or things that are telling us this is where you're headed, this is where you're going. The same is true in ministry, where we head down a certain path or maybe are picking up so much steam that we don't even find ourselves resting or taking time to enjoy it. Or maybe we're so much of in a hurry that we get lost in that thing and maybe our families become secondary for a moment. Or we find ourselves struggling in that pit or hole of a problem that we can't get out of it. Mm. And we've lost a sense of rest, a sense of season of knowing, you know what, it's time to take a break. It's time to hit pause. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. We, uh, I'm, I'm guilty of that, of taking time to rest, but more guilty of when I do take time to rest, to get away from ministry, get away from church. Turn the phone off. But I'm guilty of taking work with me. Okay. Yeah. And we'll talk about that because that's not a struggle for me. We'll talk about that. But I want to read, read Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 real quick. All right, most, most everyone knows this verse. But come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus is commanding here, find your rest in me. And yet, as pastors, so often we find our rest outside, maybe not outside of Jesus, but we try to turn yeah. away from Jesus so much so that he's usually the thing or sometimes the thing that we don't find rest in because he is our lives. He is our job. He is our ministry. But Jesus commands us to find rest in him and to come to him for that source of rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um We get away to rest. We don't rest in Jesus. And then you come back and you feel more exhausted than you did before you took your yeah. 
I don't say vacation before you if you if it's a vacation or your rest your rejuvenation outside of ministry if you surround yourself with those things outside of Christ you it, it wears you more down yeah physically and mentally yeah and in our last episode we talked about struggles and challenges in ministry probably my biggest struggle and challenge is knowing when to stop hmm. knowing when to take a break knowing when to pause like to some leave it at the office and get yeah. away for don't don't think about it don't yeah. even Yep, I'm, I'm with you. Some of my biggest, and I don't want to say burnout, because you and I, we both don't like using that term burnout, but some of my biggest moments of just feeling tired or anxious or stressed or just overspent has been in times where I haven't been able to do that, times where I didn't know how to do that. A lot of times that's during the summer, mm-hmm. all right? and I'm, and I'm kind of thankful for that this year where maybe God is saying, rest in this moment. But why is it important, Rob? Why is it important for pastors or even just followers of Jesus to find rest? Take time with your family to take breaks, to rest in him. We see Jesus all throughout scripture taking breaks, sitting in the shade, telling stories, having meals together. Why is that important as a follower of Jesus uh, to just find rest or rejuvenation in him? I think from a ministry standpoint, if we're constantly running, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to hit that brick wall, so to speak. It's going to bring about the fatigue. It's going to bring about you're not thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. And then at what point are you running on your own strength instead of relying on God's strength. Right. And so I think that's a blessing that we can get away from our ministries sometimes to, and again, what you said, take it, get away from everything. Leave it at the office, get away from it, spend time with your family. And don't feel guilty for doing yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah, you should never feel guilty about that because... How are you taking care of the flock if you're not taking care of your own family slash flock? Mm. And there's there's a lot of pastors. I, I've known several pastors who feel guilty doing that. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, I can't be away but two days out of the year. That, that, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Um, understand being away on a Sunday. Yeah. That, it's tough. That that one's a, a little a, a personal thing, I guess. Like if you go on vacation, try to plan your vacation. Like, you know, sometimes your vacations are, are Saturday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you miss that Sunday and I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Th- th- I got to get back uh, for the next Sunday. Yeah. I can't miss two Sundays in a row. Yeah. That's how our vacations end up. But I have, the last couple years, I, th- I think I've come to learn to say, you never want to say you've earned that. I-, I would never want to say that, but your brain needs a break. Hmm. My heart needs a, a break. Mm-hmm. And so I- I'm not embarrassed 
to say, hey, I'm, I'm taking these two weeks off or these three weeks off this year. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not embarrassed to say that anymore, because um, one, having having a daughter who's who's younger, I want to be able to spend time with her and watch her grow, but also to invest in her that she has those memories of yeah, my dad's a pastor, and we were able to go on vacation for a whole week, and he didn't do anything. Yeah, except we we went to the go-karts we went to the arcade we went out to eat we went to the beach we went to the mountains i mean that your mind is completely away that you can relax and enjoy time with your family i, I think that's important yeah. it's it's important for our for our spouses as yeah, well for sure because i think our spouses so much take the brunt and maybe not burden but take the brunt of just even daily conversations where maybe all we talk about is church like sometimes they need a pause from that, a break from that. Um, our society today, not just as pastors, but our society today is so much in a culture of hurry and getting ahead that breaks and pauses and rest is far between in our daily lives. Forget our walks, but in our daily lives. Um, I just finished a book. I'm a big Jefferson Bethke guy, you know that. Uh, but I just finished his book, To Hell with the Hustle. And in his book, he uses the analogy, and we've all heard this analogy before, of the frog in the boiling water. Or if you take a frog, put it in hot water, it's going to jump immediately out. But if you put the frog in the water and you gradually raise the heat, it will eventually die. He's just going to sit there. And He's just going to sit yeah. there and die and boil alive. Right now, our society is that frog where we're so used to hurry, and maybe not right now, but maybe pre-COVID, we're so used to going, 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 then stop, and then we just don't wanna go back to it, where we don't know how to react when we are resting, how, we, how to react when we are on vacation. Uh, we feel uncomfortable when we take breaks from social media. like. I just took a break from Facebook because of all of the political stuff and the negativity of COVID-19 that I just said, you know what, I'm going to press pause on this for a while. Because personally, it was feeling like so much junk in my heart where I had to take a break from that. But that's uncomfortable because as a youth pastor, I'm like, but I got to use this. I got to use this platform to uh, remind people to post sermons. And I felt uncomfortable with that. I felt hurried to get back to that routine. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I, I think it depends on why you want to break from social media. Yeah. Um, again, we talked about this last episode. Social media is a blessing, but social media is also a curse at the same time. Mm -hmm. And social media almost, I, I know for me, I, I will be completely honest on this. I probably should step away from it. But it, I like the rush it gives me. That sounds horrible. Yeah. It does. I mean, it kind of sounds like an addiction. It probably is. I mean, if we're just like, sitting here hashing that out. But I love the comical side okay of 
just seeing what everything everybody posts mm-hmm. I, I i find some of that comical yeah i um, guess sometimes though that and i'm not saying the holier than thou moment i right. absolutely not saying right because i found myself in that break oh let me jump back on here because i want to know what's going on in the world but i feel like we do. We like almost poking sticks at things just to see what they're going to do or how they're going to react. And to take a break from that, I think, is necessary. To take a break from everyday routines is necessary. So as dads and as fathers and as husbands, sometimes we get into a routine of our everyday life. Like with as a dad of two, as a toddler and almost another toddler as an infant right now like my life is nothing but routine i wake up i fix a bottle i feed bottle i take them to their caregiver i go to work and i come home i feed supper put to bed and then start it over one thing that i've had to see and i don't know if you agree with this but sometimes those daily rhythms and routines we got to break those up. We got to find margins for rest in those routines. So here's what I've done uh, in those because I've tried to maximize right now in a world that nothing is the same. I've tried to see, okay, where can I find spots of rest in my routine? So every morning I do all of that, but I bumped it up 30 minutes. So in that time of bumping everything up 30 minutes, maybe waking up 30 minutes earlier, taking a shower 30 Mm. minutes earlier, getting Mm. them in the car 30 minutes earlier, I found a time of 30 minutes from 8.30 to 9 o'clock before I have to be at the office where I can just sit, where I can just drink coffee, read the Word, listen to a podcast, work out if I feel motivated enough. (laughs) But I can just turn the brain off. Yeah. And finding those margins of rest in our daily routines is okay. I don't know. What do you think? No, no, that's good. I, I, that, that's, that's, that's biblical. Be still and know that I am God. Mm. If Do you struggle at being so, still? Some of that, that lack of discipline in our lives and Forgetting that, be still and know that I'm God. We are so quick to plan our next youth service, Hmm. our next youth event, our next retreat, the next, okay, what's going on with church, that during those moments, if we forget to be still, know that He is God, taking those precious solemn 30 minutes that you would get to feed your soul on god's word and in his presence we quickly and i can say this because i've done this in the past i'm number one in line guilty we replace our 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 time with god with well i'm working on this lesson series someone i'm going to be in scripture someone use that as my quiet time yeah and we, we miss a lot of things that God's wanting to teach us during those moments. Yeah. So, no, that, that's, that, I, no, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. I think, too, I think coming home 
and leaving work at work is necessary mm-hmm. as well. Um, easier said than done. It yeah. is way easier said than done. And you live in a parsonage, so you literally are neighbors with the church building. When I, at, at my last church, I lived next to the church, and I found myself constantly being at the church more than at home, um, which if, you're, if you do work, you probably are at your job more than you are at home. But I couldn't leave it behind. I couldn't let it go. And even still, I do that. Um, what are practices of, what are some basic practices we can do as men, as pastors, as fathers, as husbands to leave work at work? What are some things that you've done or things that we could do? That's good. Just, I think about, I can think about you. One thing that you do well you celebrate your daughter and you celebrate your wife and things that they enjoy, you do that and maybe turn off Pastor Rob for a while and turn Try off to. daddy mode of, Gracie likes having fun. So you have fun with her. Or you guys ride bikes and do stuff like that. I don't know. What are other ways? I, I think the bike thing though, that really started because of all the because of COVID, mm. you know. Why? Gra- well, Gracie and I had a bike. So we're like, hey, let's go buy Jana a bike. Yeah. And that, because you had more time, for yeah. one, I mean, you're, they were still in school. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were still in school, but doing it remotely. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's get your work done. After lunch, let's go ride our bikes for a little bit. Yeah, that's... But did you enjoy that and find rest in that, even though it was physical exertion? Sure, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I I think finding rest, anything that allows you to shut your brain off and to not think about or focus on, quote-unquote, work or ministry, regardless whether it's hiking canoeing, camping, riding mm-hmm. a bike, or if it's just going and sitting in a park, sitting on a bench and watching the birds. Yeah. I, I think anything you can do is rest. Yeah. Because it's rest for your soul away from ministry. Yeah. And we talked about our phones. So one thing that I don't do well, one thing that I've tried to do more of is the moment I walk in the door, because I've heard, I heard a pastor say this one time, so I tried it. The moment I walk in the door, put the phone on the charger, which is in my bedroom. So, because if you think about it, our phones are basically our secondary computers now, which our computers contain most of our work. Right. So I tried doing that, and this is admitting to everyone, this is a struggle, okay, that I need to do it more. But when I did that, I found myself being present more, enjoying it more, not feeling as tired more. So maybe that's something that I got, I've got. i got to get back into. Let that be a rhythm or routine. Yeah. I mean, I think each person is different. They know their body. They know their, their structure. They know their workload, their workflow. Yeah. And I, I think trying to find that, I would say if you're listening and you are in ministry, you are new to ministry within the first, you're, you're within three years of ministry. Don't be afraid or embarrassed 
if it's a day off at the office, take it. That goes Stay for anybody outside of the ministry office. too. Yeah. Like, don't don't be embarrassed by that. Don't don't feel like, well, I, I gotta go I gotta go to the church. I gotta it's okay. It's okay. Breathe, relax, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Be still and know that He is God. Now, during that rest, that doesn't mean we we, we stop praying. Right. That we're, we're still doesn't mean you take a rest from God, right? We're we're still working on our prayer life. We're still you know communing with God. And I think that there's a ha- there's like a zone where certain hobbies we can find worship in a God. Now there's certain hobbies that can become our God. Like I know some some people love to fish, or some people love to to go camping yeah. every weekend. Like sometimes that can become our God. But I think there's certain moments. And there's a zone where you can find worship and rest in God through those things. So I think finding hobbies and finding worship in those things. And I think from a pastor standpoint, some pastors and some churches would be 100% for this. Some would be, oh, we're not really sure about this. Yeah. I truly believe that if you are interviewing at a church right now, Mm. you should ask them, can I have a sabbatical? Okay. So what's a sabbatical for people that don't know? If you you don't know, a a sabbatical is not just another vacation that you're you're allowing your pastor to take of paid time off. A A sabbatical is a spiritual... I don't want to say a vacation. What, what would be a good word for that? A spiritual getaway. Yeah. That you're you're allowing your your pastor, you're allowing yourself to get away for whether Renewal. it's two, three, four days a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever that would look like in, in your situation. But yeah, a time of renewal. Yeah. Allowing yourself or allowing your pastor to get away and renew his heart. Renew his spirit. Let him. Let God breathe life back into him, as he's carrying out the vision for the church, as he's carrying out the work and the mission of the church. So a, a sabbatical is a little bit different than just a, a vacation. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's important. I, I think it's required for a lot of pastors. Yeah. Whether you take it or not, I think that's a good conversation to see where churches are. Because I have a friend, Rob. Okay, maybe you can help answer to this, whether they should flee or not. I have a friend, he did switch churches, but he was a youth pastor in a church. And as he was interviewing with this second church, he said, man, I get a day off. And I'm like, what do you mean you get a day off? You didn't get a day off before? And he's like, yeah, I get I get Saturdays off. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't even count Saturdays as a day off. I count that as the weekend. Like, that's a day of no work. But he's like, yeah, I get a day off. I get Saturdays off. And I'm thinking to myself, how did you do it without that? Like you and I both are in positions where right. we're blessed to be able to have a day off during the week and Saturdays. Now, sometimes we work on Saturdays. We've got things we can't get out of. But Saturdays are a day off. But 
some pastors, that is their only day off. So I don't know if it's something where you approach your leadership and say, listen, let's reevaluate. This is necessary. This is something that can help prevent burnout. But I think days off to be able to work on house projects, to be able to work on ourselves. Definitely. Necessary. Yeah. Um, to, to that, um, yeah, that would be something that they would just have to address with, with their pastor or the church leaders to say, yeah. technically, we're working on Sunday. Technically. Technically, we're working we are. on Sunday. So is there a day off, either a Monday or a Tuesday or Thursday, Friday, that I could I could take off, have just a day off? I mean, yeah, you, you need – most people who work a 40-hour work week, they have two days off as compa- for Saturday, Sundays. Yeah. Like they, they get the weekend. Yeah. So – I mean, yeah. we, live, we live in a church society – where there's more and more pastors taking their own lives. And I think a lot of that comes from carrying a burden, carrying a load, and not being able to rest in that load, not being able to shut it off. Not that you're shutting off all of Christ in your minds, but there's a professional side and also a personal side. Uh, but it is it is true. There, there are more pastors who aren't finding rest, aren't taking time to seek help, aren't working on their own walk. So let's just encourage you to do that. Yeah, and one other way that you could find rest, this this is one of the ways I find rest, and we're, we're going to talk about this later in upcoming episodes. One of the ways that I, I find rest is by going to conferences. Hmm. I love the opportunity to just get away. Yeah. Just relax, know that you have no day-to-day... Responsibilities. Right, responsibilities. Yeah. You don't have an itinerary, so to speak. But you get to go and just sit other under other people, be refreshed, be renewed. And then also, if the people you're with... Sometimes that, that, that makes the difference. Yeah. I know Wait. for the, the conferences that we have been to, um, there's much renewing through that because of the laughter. Yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah. If you've never been to a conference with some, some friends who are also in the ministry, do it. I mean, I know some pastors that just go with their families and their wives, and that's awesome. Um, but, man, we, we've gone to like three or four... And usually conferences are in nicer vacation spots. And uh, I've found myself reigniting passions or yeah. reaffirming callings or finding new passions in settings of conferences. So, yeah, I, I think that's good stuff. I think yeah, it's I mean, necessary. And, and conferences are not another vacation. They're not. They're, they're not. They're absolutely um, not. Just, know- just like I, I don't know if the – if this is still a running joke as much nowadays. Children's camp and youth camp is not a vacation. <laughs> no. I've never been more tired like, than after a camp. Right. And and especially oh and, and you know this, especially the way that 
we have ran camps together before, mm-hmm. or the way that I currently do it with planning your own camp. Yeah. I mean, that next week, I, I am literally exhausted. Yeah. To a point that we, we, we plan our family vacation for the week after youth camp. Now, for that reason? For that reason. But I've also seen the negative of doing that because I am so emotionally and physically tired. It takes at least a day and a half for me to kind of recover yeah. just to get back to... And I've seen how that hinders my wife and my daughter a little bit. Yeah. You so, and I have both talked about this. But there's something after we preach sermons, because you get the same feeling, I think. After a Sunday that I've preached a sermon or preached Sunday morning and Sunday night, that next day, physically exhausted, mentally exhausted. Uh, My wife calls it going into my hobbit hole the next day where I just want to sleep and do nothing. (laughs) And... uh, whether that's healthy or not, it's almost a, a feeling of being spent, a feeling of being anxious. But that rest is necessary to find comfort and find joy and kind of take away that anxiety. Yeah, yeah. So this, this has been good. We pray you've gotten an encouragement out of this. So I want to close real quick, and, and we'll be right back here in just a few moments, but I just want to close with Isaiah 41, chapter 10. Isaiah writes, he says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hmm. So take comfort in that today. God is with you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. And he just wants you to rest in him. He just wants you to be still and know that he is God. Mm. So thanks for joining us today, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Talk about our favorite vacation spots. Woohoo! This episode is brought to you by Share the Magic Travel. Let us do the work while you enjoy the magic. Whether it's your first or 50th Disney vacation, Share the Magic Travel is here to help you with planning your next magical vacation. We understand that trying to plan a Disney vacation can be stressful. Where to go, what to do, how to save money, when to make a reservation. It is information overload. This is where Share the Magic Travel can help. We offer free quotes for all Disney destinations, theme parks, cruise ships, and adventures by Disney. Contact us today and begin creating your next Disney vacation package. Several ways to find us on Facebook at Share the Magic Rob Kaler, on Instagram at Get Your Ears Vacay, or email us at Rob at ShareTheMagicTravel.com. Let's start the magic today. Well, welcome back. Since we are in vacation season, technically, um, yeah. technically summertime, and, and we just talked about the importance of, of taking a rest and, and taking a, a step back 
away from ministry every now and then. Uh, we, we just want to discuss or, or share with you some of our favorite vacation spots. Yeah. So, Kyle, I only have three. I've got and, like four, yeah. And one of mine, technically, I can't even describe use it as a vacation spot, probably because I've only been there once. It's all right. So, but it's, it, but it's, but it was one of the favorite vacations. Okay, all right. So, what is it? Uh, I, you want me to just share my three real quick? Yeah, ju- and why? Yeah, and why? Yeah. Oh gosh, man, you know, I got to take it to a whole nother level. Okay. Yeah. No, obviously, uh, the the one vacation spot that I don't say I could see myself living there, but it, it's. I just loved it. Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. All so, right. Now, how, when did you go there? 2007. Okay. All right. 2007. So pre-Gracie. No. no. 2008. Okay. It's but around then. 2009? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. I was in it, high it, school, by the way. Yes. And it was pre-Gracie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was just, um, we'd always wanted to go there. Obviously, me being a diehard Red Sox fan. Right. Um, just always wanted to go there, be able to see Fenway Park. Mm. So we were able to go see a ball game, at least. That cool. that, 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 that was the, the icing on the cake. Even though there was a hurricane coming through. Yeah. And we had to sit in the game Pouring down rain, freezing wind. You're bundled up. You're like, this is an April. We look oh. like we're like in a February ball game, but no, just the city. Yeah, the city. It was. So, I've heard it's awesome. It's so clean, so nice. You parking? Did you park your car? <laughs> no, we we uh, taxied. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to do that accent. I would not want to drive there. Yeah. That that was one thing I quickly yeah. learned. Yeah. Man, those people are crazy on the road. Oh yeah. So, but no, I mean, just the, the food, the food okay. was good, the, the, the city, the town, people, everybody was just overly nice. Hmm. So that, 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 that was definitely one. So what, what would be one of yours? Um, so I'm going to keep with that theme, and this might be a place that people are like, why or how do you find rest there? But this is a place that... My wife and I actually went this past, right before COVID, February, we went to New York. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, which is weird for you to say Boston and say, to New York. But, like, I, I, I've i been in New York probably two handful of times right now, probably about eight or nine times. I, I love New York. I've gone for ministry purposes. I've gone for vacation purposes. Emily and I, we went this past February, and dude, it was incredible. Um, I want to take her during Christmas time because it's beautiful yeah. there. Um, the, the lights, uh, seeing different shows and stuff like that is awesome. But I love New York. It's very fast-paced. It's very go, 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 which is ironic for what we're talking about today. But I could definitely see myself living there. I wouldn't drive. I would walk everywhere. I'd probably be 20 pounds lighter if I lived in New York. I couldn't do it. I love the food. People, eh, they're a lot better than what people picture them as no they're not <laughs> but yeah new york uh it's it's really weird to say but yeah i i found rest there jana she uh when she went to new york she she loved it uh, yeah yeah on the other hand there is a and and we will get ridiculed for or i will get ridiculed for this okay there is a difference of mindset between people in boston and people in new york Maybe championships. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Completely different. Like, 
but it's you know so okay all right so another one of mine is pigeon forge tennessee oh yeah yeah it's a little busy up there but well man we we're only a few hours away from there so just being able to get up there in, in a less than a day's drive right and you could spend the time up there go hang out go eat plenty of shows up there plenty of activities to do so we, we just love being up in the mountains up yeah. in the up the area so I I love the mountains as well, um, but I'm still more of a beach guy. I, I I love the beach. I just love hanging out by the water because I can't swim in pools back home. So mm-hmm. like the ocean is my water. Uh, but our favorite beach to go to, and I grew up going here since I was a little kid, is Sunset Beach. Uh, yeah. uh, I love Sunset. I love the little community right outside Calabash. Great seafood. Uh, it's a it holds a special heart or place in my wife and I's heart. Because uh, it was a place that we were able to get away in a very hard season uh, of ministry, of of life, of we lost a child and we just found that place as an escape. So I love Sunset Beach. Um, yeah, and our next one is probably the same. And again, people would think that we're crazy probably for saying this one. I think it's what you're going to say. You don't know. Uh, but what's your next it, it one? It could be. Yeah, for the exact same reason, because nobody says this is a place you go to to get away from the day's, day-to-day stress because it creates stress. Yeah. But for my family, it really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, is Disney World. Yeah. Orlando, Florida. Um, we are the type of people that we jump in and go with the flow. Mm. And. We're also the type of people when you go to Disney, we know what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we 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 know. Okay, we don't want to go to this right over here. We yeah. So, you don't have to do it all. I think, right. And we could talk about this forever, so we're not going to make this into another Disney right. show. We, we could have three podcasts just about Disney, y'all. But one thing we've had to figure out the hard way is the times where we just didn't plan were the best Disney vacations. Sure. But the times that we took a break in the middle of the day and went back to the pool were the best days, a time where we took a nap in the middle of the day, were incredible. Um, so yes, you can find rest at Walt Disney World. Um, and I get it. Some people, it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip, so they want to do, 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 right. go, go, go. Uh, but if you're going to vacation and find rest, let me just say this. Take it slow, because you will get overwhelmed very quickly. And that's another thing, to your point. The times we've been to Disney, uh, we, we've been blessed that we've been able to go as many times as we have. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- there's a lot of people right. that have never had the opportunity or the privilege to go to Disney. Yeah. And then you do have those that it's their first time, so they feel like they got to cram everything in. Mm-hmm. So, it. but it is. It, it's probably one of our favorite places, but just being in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, not just Disney, but just Orlando itself is so much fun. Yeah. There's so much culture down there. There's like everything and anything that you could do. You're a few minutes drive away from the beach. You have amusement parks. It's just, it's just so much fun. A lot fun. of Boston and New Yorkers there. So maybe. <laughs> That's true. A lot of Boston and New Yorkers. You there. know, I had somebody ask me one time if you and I were going to go down there to start a church one day <laughs> in Orlando because they need Jesus too. Uh, yeah, but now we're going to talk about 
places we've never been, but places that are dream vacations. And we're going to rank these. We're not going to draft them, uh, but we're going to rank these from five to one. So we're going to go into maybe least Least favorite to greatest, greatest, the ultimate vacation spot. Uh, And we're going to kind of daydream here for a second. We want to know yours as well. But number five, number five dream vacation for you, Rob, is what? England. England. Okay. This is funny because before the show, you and I said, how many do you think we have the same? My number five is also England, but I want to hear why yours is five. Culture. Okay. Just just the culture, just the the fact that be able to go over there, see the Eiffel Tower, see Big Ben, see some of Eiffel these Tower. Eiffel Tower. Well no, the Eiffel Tower's <laughs> not there. I don't want you to get trashed in the comments, so yeah. That's Paris. So, oh, no, I mean I I think it would be fun to go and experience the culture of England. Yeah. So historical. Yeah. I mean, it's the roots of most and you gotta, cultures. And you got to go in the bus. Yeah, the double-decker bus. Yeah, that, that yeah. would be cool. I want to go there to watch a soccer game. Okay. I think there's no greater games or matches played than the Premier League. Some of the my favorite team is Liverpool, which is in England. Uh, I specifically has have London on here, but I guess England as a whole. I'd love to go and eat genuine, real fish yes. and chips. Yes. Okay. I'm not. I'm not so bullish on maybe trying blood sausage or shepherd's pie. Nah, maybe not. Maybe if I was there, I'd try it. But fish and chips, of course. That's a must try, must do, and I'm also a big Harry Potter fan, so I'd like to go to where they uh, filmed eh, the original. Eh, no, nah. yeah, that I mean, England is just so culturally like the buildings. You you look at mm-hmm. the it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's so it would be fun. All, All right. right, number four, I'll let you go with this one. Hawaii. Hawaii. I've always, I don't care where in Hawaii, um, I've always wanted to go. I don't really have a like specific reason. I just think Hawaii is beautiful. It's still technically in America. So I think that is really cool. But to me, like late, most laid back culture ever is Hawaiian. So I want to experience that for a little bit. Yeah, I love the music. I love Hawaiian food. I mean, I'd even try Spam. They love Spam over there. But yeah, Hawaii, um, anywhere in Hawaii, I just would love to go. Okay, so your number four and my number four are so completely opposite. Okay, okay, this is going to be interesting. Not, maybe not completely opposite, but Yours Scotland. Is... Okay, yeah, yeah. Just would like to go to my roots. Are you Scottish? Do you have Scottish uh, according, lineage? Yes, uh, we have Scottish and German Cool. Lineage, I think. Cool. So, I, plus, Scottish accents are so. Yeah. Just so awesome. Yeah. I'm not them. saying, though, that the Scottish food would be great. Haggis. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Hey, I would do it. You're there. Experience it. Okay, let me ask you this. Would you wear a kilt? While in Rome. Would you have a turtle shell in the front? <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's like, turn this off. But yeah, no, you would have to buy a kilt while in Scotland and hear the bagpipes and all that. Yes, I mean, the, the bagpipes, like, and again, Scotland has history. Yeah. Uh, 
especially a lot of religious persecution history. Mm, for sure. You know, um, a lot of people don't think about that or know that. So I think that would be a, a fun avenue to go over there, see some of those. And then I think I, I, I need my wife here to tell me if I'm correct on this or not. I was thinking that the first library, like one hmm. of the world's first libraries, was founded in Scotland. Wow. Or it might be Ireland. One of those. If you're listening, honey, I apologize. Yeah. I thought it was Scotland, so you, you can ridicule me later. Let's just roll with that. We're just going to roll with it. So yeah, don't right. Google it. So and then number three. Yeah. What you got? Aruba. 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 Tropical. Yeah. So you're going from rainy hillsides <laughs> and cities to Aruba. Yep. All right. Why Aruba? I just like the name. <laughs> Yeah. I like the name. You know this. I don't like beaches. No, and that's yeah. I don't I, like I don't like beaches. But you've gone to the beach more than I have in the last few years, so you're becoming a beach person, I think. Oh yeah, I'm I'm Googling Aruba right now. Beautiful, clear blue waters, islands, not highly populated. That sounds pretty awesome to me. See, like how you want to go to Hawaii. I think I could do Aruba. Just, just because it's islandy. Yeah. The islands. Experience that culture. Yeah. So, all right, number three for you. Number three for me. Where are you going? Tokyo. Okay. Um, several reasons for Tokyo. I am a big geek nerd. I love, um, maybe not anime, but I like different things like that. Video games. Oh, man. Um, the food is my number one reason. Okay. So I've always wanted to experience vending machine food in Tokyo. So that they're known for all their different eclectic vending machines in Tokyo. Uh, Culture-wise, I would love to experience it. All those people, uh, it's a little bit more modern than China, so I didn't want to choose China. Uh, But yeah, Tokyo would be epic. Uh, I would love that, and I would love to go to Tokyo Disney. That is my number one Disney park to go to is Tokyo Disney. There you go. So you you have Tokyo, you have Disney there. All right, so number two. You want me to say my number two? Yeah. This this one I think is on your list too. Uh, I told him I think there's two that we have the same. New Zealand. Okay. Uh, I'd love to go to New Zealand. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Lord of the Rings filmed New Zealand. Yeah. Yes. I've always wanted to go to those spots where Lord of the Rings was filmed. I mean, I, I've never seen this show, but Game of Thrones, I think, was filmed over there. So just the highlands and all that stuff over there um, would be awesome. And just the fact that they're called Kiwis. I think is new, like New Zealand people are called Kiwis is awesome. I would my number one thing I would love to do there besides see where they filmed the Lord of the Rings movies would be to watch a rugby match. Yes, I would love that. Now I could do that in London, but man, I think their team is called the All Blacks, and they do the haka, and it's like ha da da da. I don't know. I'm probably butchering that. So yeah, if you're, that, okay, if you're yeah. from New Zealand, I just butchered that. <laughs> but I would love to watch a rugby match and hear a haka chat. I think it'd be cool. So what's your number two? So my number two, uh, we're staying in the states. Oh, really? So it, it's actually two places, but they're so close together. Okay. So Vermont and Maine. Hmm. Okay. We we have always talked about wanting to take a trip up the East Coast, head up to Vermont, head up to Maine, just to 
beautiful scenery up there. Yeah. So much. Uh, maybe not so much in the wintertime. Probably want to go in the spring or summer. So that would be one of the reasons. And then also you go up there and get your Maine lobster. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then we'll go to Vermont and get my, ma- my maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. All right. What's your number one? Let me hear your number one spot. My number one spot. The only reason. It's the um, well. I can't say it's the only reason. If you're if you're from New Zealand, I'm, I apologize. But the only reason you go to New Zealand is to see the props from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But that's, that's your number one is New Zealand. Yes. Okay. All right. Number one, uh, just because they still have some of the old props still there. Okay. Still still standing. That's awesome. That uh, that's other than it being absolutely beautiful. Um, that would just be because you got New Zealand and I'm, I'm trying to test myself. Then you have Australia would be North. Yeah. But they're not connected. That, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously they're not nowhere yeah. near. So I, I would rather go to New Zealand than Australia. Yeah. I think so too. I think Sydney would be cool and the opera opera house right there and in Australia would be cool. And I, that's probably my honorable mention is Australia. So maybe if we did take a trip there one day, we would have to separate the two of them and go to both. Um, my next one, my number one pick is Italy, but specifically Venice. Um, I love the water. I love boats. So the canals and being able to travel by boat in that city, man, that interests me more than anything uh the fact of going to venice i would love to do that i would love to be able to just see the culture there the buildings there the different um monuments and artwork i love italian cars and vehicles and as a kid my favorite movie was the italian job uh, i thought that was an awesome movie so yeah my That's, pick would be venice movie. yes uh, as my have you one. seen the original Yes, yeah. I, I didn't see it originally. I saw the Mark Wahlberg one first. But yeah, I've recently went back and watched that movie. Um, but yeah, that's a good list. So what what would your list be? My my fifth one my fifth one would be um, let me just pull it up here. My fifth one would be London. Your fifth one is also London. Oh my, England. Yeah, England. England. Yeah, England. Uh, my fourth one is Hawaii, your fourth one was Scotland. Scotland. Uh, two completely opposite. <laughs> Third would be Tokyo. Yours would be... Aruba. Aruba. Opposites. New Zealand is my number two. And Vermont and Maine. Okay, Vermont, Maine. And Italy is... Venice, Italy is my number one. And New Zealand is my number one. All right. Good list. Good list. Let us know what your top five destination vacation spots would be. Yeah. Send us a message. Let us know what, what your top five dream vacation spots would be. Yeah. So thanks again for listening. Uh, see you guys. I'll not see you, but oh yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, so, we got a surprise. Have a surprise. So have a good weekend. Until next time. Keep it caffeinated, friends.